The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, Exactware, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geek Show Podcast, welcome to it. Thank you for uh, downloading and listening to our show. Uh, be sure to tell your friends about it. We could always use some more missionaries out there. We also want to thank our uh, sponsors who make this show possible each and every week. They pay for the beer. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, the friendly comic book store in Salt Lake City. Go on in, talk to the guys that work their questions. It's a judgment-free zone for newbies and old-timers who want to start up again. Or those of us who have never stopped. 2043 East, 3300 South. They're open seven days a week. DrVolts.com is the website. I'll see you next Wednesday. Cabin Fever Cards and Gifts. Always been the one place in the Salt Lake Valley to find eclectic and idiosyncratic gifts for any occasion since they opened their doors in 1982. They're in Salt Lake City, 700 East, 600 South, in the heart of the Trolley Square Mall. Also open seven days a week. Cabin Fever. Also brought to you by Star Trek, The Ultimate Voyage. On tour, a live symphony orchestra performing Star Trek's groundbreaking music while the most iconic Star Trek film and TV footage is simultaneously beamed in high definition to a 40-foot widescreen behind the orchestra. Kingsbury Hall, Friday, April 29th at 8 p.m. Get your tickets online at tickets.utah.edu or by phone at 801-581-7100 or at the Kingsbury Hall box office. Also brought to you by the law offices of Ryan J. Bichelle. If your loved one has been injured in an accident or gotten into legal troubles, you could benefit greatly by consulting with an experienced attorney. And Ryan is a big fan of Geek Show and willing to extend a significant Geek Show uh, fan discount if he takes your case. Contact him at 801-893-0095. All right, on with the show. It's the kind of fan that I hate. He says things to them like, there you go, slant eyes. I don't understand why my beard looks like shit. He's hung like kryptonite. Well, a vagina's almost as interesting as Star Wars. Almost. Show, show, show. No, 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 no. I wish there was a way to bring everyone's level down at once. Are they going to be crying into their copies of Splinter the Mind's Eye? Yes, Superman! What? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Who would buy a yellow DeLorean? Oh, if you, you know, hate it, hipsters as I much do. as I do. Geekshowpodcast.com you know that I love so many Spring games. Break 2009. <laughs> yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! They have a suit forever! <laughs> Spring Break. Fuck! Fuck Spring Break 2009. Spring Break 2016. Yeah, I'm declaring it. Whoa, 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 wait. Fuck like you have a suit. (laughs) No, the best part was we're sitting there in the Hotel Monaco. It was me and Shannon. And we're talking. It was during the happy hour where they serve a shitload of wine and shit. For free and beers. And so there's this kid that's with his family. He's nine years old. And we're like... Are you enjoying yourself? He's like, yeah, I'm on spring break right now. And I looked at Shannon, and I'm like... <laughs> I mean, this kid just started going, spring break 2016! And I'm drinking wine, and he's just like crawling all over the floor because he had OCD. So awesome. You say spring break around Shannon, it's like, like, a, like he just can't control it. It's like, oh, it just starts coming up. Spring oh. break. Yeah, poor kid you guys don't understand break. what spring break does 
For teachers? For teachers. Well, no, no, actually, and not just for teachers. Actually, for the uh, elementary school students, they'd all be dead if we didn't have it. <laughs> You'll never take me alive! <laughs> you little bastards! So if we're no longer in Lake Havasu, where are we? You said fuck? Salt Lake Comic Con. Yeah. Salt Lake no. Comic Con! You know what? You know what? No, 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 no. 2016 Spring Break! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! I love that this is like the new Geek Show Fit workout. <laughs> All right, everybody, stop. We're gonna do 15 sets of 12. Woo! Ha! Yeah. Woo! Ha! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Woo! Yeah! And now finger pistols. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie. I've had a great spring break. Fuck all those screw breaks. All right, here have we go. we started this recording Well, yet? we've, we've I started. I have to end that comment with, I saw a Are movie. Are we recording? Is <laughs> yeah. this recording? Yeah, that, we've started. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> but we need, we, we need a three, two, one. No, no. No, we're, we're in. Oh, we're in. We are in. Okay. Uh, Geek Show Podcast. Uh, everybody knows the panelists, uh, but, but let's do it oh, again. Did we already start? Yeah, we started. Yeah. Oh, we this started. This is recording, Jimmy. I just found this out. I found it out before you, dude. That was awesome. Oh, we're on. J- Jason. Jason. What? Put your skirt back on. Jason. <laughs> For the love of no. God, your sister. Oh, is he barely? Oh. Jason, your sister's here, for fuck's sake. Oh. She can't even turn around forward. Oh. All right, two questions. Okay. Two questions. Well, not one's a statement, one's a question. I realize it's spring break it's and all, okay, but Jesus Lizzie. Christ. Everybody's First of all, okay. third show. Third show. I wouldn't third show. 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 See, if you done me and Shannon, uh. me and Shannon all week, we're going. <laughs> I can't do that. I, I gotta put a like I put a constant on the front. I gotta go. Goo, goo. I can't go the. You can't get the hoot. Actually, maybe I might be drunk enough. Ooh. Should I try? Try it. I can't do it. I can't do it. No. Oh, woo. I can't nope, do it. Nope, See, I gotta nope, put a constant. Nope. Yeah. Hey, everybody, the train's coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Me and Jimmy love impractical jokers, and we don't care. <laughs> All right. My so, other question. Yes. Second question. When do we start? We, <laughs> no, it's like 15 was minutes. Because it, was, it, was it like five minutes of us singing yeah, like, like a bunch uh, of assholes? Yeah, where, where do you shit. want me to start this episode? We missed like, okay, I'm going to say we fucked up a little bit, but come on, man. We didn't have any lyrics, and there's yeah. different versions of that song. I didn't know. I think I did okay. I didn't know. What, I knew. What, yeah. You notice you, how he says he thinks he did okay. I got no, a C plus. He did a lot better than I did. <laughs> I think he did good. The verse came, and I was like, oh, shit, I don't know this part. That's not the it's verse. It's a 15-minute song. There's, there's a 15-minute there's a version, and there's a seven-and-a-half-minute version, and then there's a three-minute version in 30 seconds. I can fuck some. I will say this. I sat yeah. in the back. I sat in the back at a back table with the mangler, mm-hmm. holding her hand. I was like, "Isn't this amazing? <laughs> <laughs> look at look at Jimmy Skullum on this song. <laughs> he really was. No, he schooled the fuck out of me on this song. He did. I'm no, sorry. Jimmy knows rappers delight better than anybody in the in the world. Period. All right. It's on my resume. I have. <laughs> 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 
Do we do we introduce the panel? No, we haven't done that. Nah, yet. we don't give a I, shit. Everybody knows. Well, who we I, are. I do have one thing to say for this episode. Okay. At the end of this episode, yes, you will hear me interviewing the cast of The Jungle Book. Oh. oh. Who who uh, who'd you get? Do you guys realize who's in The Jungle Book? You should be clapping a lot more. I mean, yeah. so. I'm not exactly sure because it's weird. I got so for the first day I've got John Favreau. Oh yeah. Yeah, and the kid who. Uh, oh, John Favreau, the best Foggy Nelson ever. <laughs> yeah. So you got Mowgli. Mo- got a little Mowgli. Mowgli. That's day one. Then I go to the red carpet, and they said the entire cast. So if that's the case, Somebody, yeah. That's Bill Murray. Yeah. Who I attribute my career to that man because because he slipped in ice. I went upstairs to go have a beer, and I met this man who was at the bar. <laughs> that is not a lie. That is That's absolutely true. true. That's true. Uh, Idris Elba. Yeah. yeah. Look at me. Scarlett, jo- <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll say it properly, Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. So, yeah. So stay tuned for the end of this episode. We'll cool. At the end of this one. All right. I have I'm going to start crying around Bill Murray. <laughs> Wouldn't I- you? I, I got to admit, that's one, that's one celebrity interview that I would not know what to do with myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you're not going to outsmart him. No. Nope. Right, well, I'd just be like, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> let's ask this. Who would pay money or freak out to meet Bill Murray? Everybody. In yeah. Everybody. Right? You don't know who the fuck that is, do you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Jay's sister, you know Bill Murray. Of course you do. Look, you Don't guys, call her that. Her you name guys, is Lindsay. It's Lindsay. You guys, I'm, I'm going to tell you. The, I'm going to tell you the same thing that I said when I met Bill Murray. Can I take your plate, Mr. Murray? <laughs> <laughs> Will there be anything else, Mr. Murray? <laughs> All right. So in the in the second part, we're going to have your questions again. If anything you want to ask or say to the panelists, be prepared for that. That's coming up in a moment. But first, but I have don't a... you make me cry because I'm a fucking burn this building down. That's right. <laughs> Just so you know, it's easy. It's really like, easy. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Start playing a Sarah McLaughlin song, he's gone. In the eyes of an angel. But like one of those pet adoption commercials. Like. Jesus. <laughs> but first I have a question for the panel. Oh, ah. oh boy. To the left. These always work out good. And it's a Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. All right. So J.J. Abrams, this was this is a few weeks ago. He said that uh, Star Wars will include gay characters. Yeah, about time. Now, is it Poe and Finn? <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jimmy almost cosplayed this shit. No, for <laughs> like no joke, we were this close. Cat Martin wanted you guys to do that so bad. I think that was for her own person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, let me check it out before you go. <laughs> oh. oh. Poe Dameron, you're naughty. Mmm, bite my lip. <laughs> Change your name to Poe Goddameron. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, I love my friends. <laughs> so he, he goes on about how it, it, it makes sense. Of course, there's gay characters in Star Wars. So, so I want you to look back now. Uh-huh. And tell me in the original trilogy, who do you think? Oh, it's easy. Was gay in the original? So easy. Trilogy. So easy. I mean, there was actually a gay couple in Return of the Jedi. Their chemistry was so strong; it was tangible. Who? They were such an amazing team. 
Um, Han and Chewie? No. I was thinking Han and Chewie. Me, me, me and Numb and Lando. No way. A couple. The way those two flew that ship together, it was yeah. like it was like they There was an unspoken it. kind of a... Yeah. And a, when Ian Lum looked at him and went, I'm going to get back. He was saying, oh, God, I can't wait until tonight. Well, <laughs> we, I'm serious. You don't need to fight the trench to blow up the Death Star. It's true. Like, there's that part where like, he kind of gives him this look and nothing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is undeniable chemistry. Job well done. Well, you guys, I, the most obvious gay characters in the whole goddamn series. No, no, C-3PO no. C-3PO and R2-D2, no. come on. He's no, British. He's on. not gay. There's a difference. Dude. No, he's like, oh, you stupid well, bitch. Why do, do you fucking Shannon, do, do robots have genders? Oh, yeah, they have genitals. Robot, yeah. Robots? There's a, there's a place on the internet for that. <laughs> what is that, Rule 37? Okay, show me, show me on Soundwave where... <laughs> oh, just push the, push the, the white eject button. It's the button. Push the white button. Okay, now... Yeah, there you go. Is sexuality really based on genitals, Tony? No, I said gender. <laughs> Shut up, you. <laughs> you and your... You know, trying to be smart, he fucking messed me up. I, I kind of wanted to be Admiral Akbar. Well, <laughs> well, it is a trap. I just kind of, like, I don't, there's no joke for that. I just kind of wanted to be Admiral <laughs> Akbar. I think it's Darth Vader. Like, so, the, like, you're saying, like, you just, like, a reveal where it's like, it's a trap. This is my friend Steve. <laughs> just We're just special buds. I think it's uh, I think it's Darth Vader and the probe droid. Oh what if, no! What if it's one of the guys that uh, that like he force chokes? Like, <laughs> don't stop. Oh, and that's, yeah, and and that's, that's like, a, and he that's, just went too far that one time. Like, oh, fuck. Not in so front of our you, friends. Are you, are you saying the safety word is where the rebel plans are? <laughs> <laughs> or like Darth, just like wait, that is my new safety word for the record. Rebel, rebel plans, rebel plans. Or like, or like Darth is like is like, I'm gonna choke you, pretend you like you hate it. <laughs> you have failed me for the last time, Admiral Carradine. Oh, oh, wait, wait, Was what? it too soon? Was it too... He wasn't a fucking towel rack, Harry. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is wrong with our heads? Is that, a, is that what a carotene is? No, a carotene's worst enemy is a towel rack in Thailand. <laughs> oh, I get it, I get it. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. Yeah. David... Carradine. But that Admiral Carradine joke it. was beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. I felt right. like it was delivered just for me. I'm, I'm, glad it, <laughs> I'm glad it took a moment to get over there. But then, right. yeah. I got it. Blueberries. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. After David Carradine died, uh, the number one suspect was the towel rack that killed Michael Stipe. <laughs> Who? Hutchins. I, I, oh, Stipe died Michael the same Hutchins. Way. Michael Seriously. Stipe is still with us. Michael Stipe is fine. <laughs> He's just fine. I'm He's just sitting in the corner losing his fucking religion, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, other, in other news, this is uh, quite possibly... In, in other news. In other news. Uh, we got the Wonder Woman movie coming. Yes. yes. All right. And, and I was, who loved Wonder Woman yeah. in that movie? Yeah. I, I don't talking. give a shit. Everybody's like, she doesn't look buff enough. Oh, fuck that. Fuck you. Yeah. 
Yeah, she looks great. She kicked my ass. Yeah. She looked great. Now, I was talking with Paul in the break, and he's our most uh, passionate DC Comics fan. And he was saying to me, he says, I remember you guys talking about uh, the Avengers and how it all came together, and you were all excited about that. I was so excited that it happened, I got an Avengers tattoo. And he says, uh, he says, I couldn't relate until I saw Batman v Superman. And for him, as a DC fan, seeing the trilogy... That's what they call it, the trilogy up on stage. Oh, the Trinity. Trinity. The Trinity. Trinity. The Trinity. Yeah, Sorry. The Trinity. Third yeah, the show. Trinity. <laughs> the, the Trinity. <laughs> up on the stage. He said it did it for him. He, it, he got really excited. So that, that, was, that was very that, cool. It's a powerful first, shot. Yo, the first shot when they're all just standing there, yeah. when you say, like, is she with you? And he's like, I thought she was with you. You know, yeah. and then totally. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, because that's, I mean, like, you've never seen that before. You well, never have. The Mangler was like, I love that she was in the middle of every shot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She was like, it was like, Batman and Superman on the, uh, on the other side, and mm-hmm. she's just like, "Fuck you, Doomsday! Yeah, she, Bring it! She's like, Bring it. she's ready to fuck shit up. It's so oh, so God, I, I want you guys to see this movie seriously. So I, I decided just to show up an hour late. <laughs> I decided to do some research into Wonder Woman because, admittedly, I don't know much about her. So here's what I found out: it's and, a weird story, and this character that I'm going to tell you about. While, while I was doing research, I found this character, and this character is in the Wonder Woman movie. No shit. Because we saw pictures of her on the set. British actress Lucy Davis, she was in the office, the British office. She is playing a character named Etta Candy. Huh? I know. This is for reals. This is, this is an actual Wonder Woman character. Etta, in the golden age of comics, this is, you know, back when they were hilarious. Uh, Etta Candy, born to her parents hard and sugar. Oh, Jesus. This is real. They're going to fix it. This is real, Paul. Was a sickly malnourished girl that Diana met in a hospital. I have diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) Who... Who rejuvenated herself back to health by eating candy. That doesn't work. No way. This is real? This is real. Carrie. I am not making this shit up. Carrie. Take two peppermints and call me in the morning. Listen, we Marvel fans got some dark shit in our past, too. You got to live with this, all right? Okay, all right, fine. I pull up even worse stuff right now. (laughs) Naturally... Candy gave Etta newfound moxie, inspiring her and the girls of Holiday College's Beta Lambda sorority to go on adventures with Wonder Woman. Etta, who leapt into battle with a battle cry, woo-woo, and (laughs) her other battle cry, for the love of chocolate. No! What? This is real. <laughs> this is real. So like, no Kate Beckinsale should be playing her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I know. She could match Diana for bravery after the battle cry. And while she didn't have any superpowers, she frequently impressed Wonder Woman with her feats of strength. Etta didn't take shit from anyone and was deemed worthy enough by the Amazons to be invited to Themyscira for festivals and celebrations. She once stormed a Nazi concentration camp... (laughs) With chocolates? ...armed with nothing but a box of candy. Wow. This is real. 
Is, is, she a, is she a Marsden creation, or is she later on? She is a Golden Age character. Okay. Now, later they updated her, and they, made, they yeah. modernized her, and well, that's probably what's no. going to happen, but I would love to see that movie. Wow. This is my partner, Pez. You know what, <laughs> you know no, what she the... sounds like? She sounds like a character out of Adventure Time. <laughs> or Candyland. Like, yeah, or Candyland. Here is the really weird story about... Uh, his name is... William, William Moulton Marston. Marston. Creator of Wonder names Woman. names a person that? This guy, this guy, this guy was actually, uh, he, was, he loved the suffrage movement. Like, he, he right. considered himself a feminist. He was also a bondage aficionado. Right. And so so, but, a, but some suffragists actually use bondage as a symbol of overcoming, right. you know, so male tyranny. This, he is the guy that created Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Right. Yeah. Also and created, he was a bondage aficionado. He also invented the lie detector. Yeah, yeah. He invented the lie detector, uh, and if you guys know the uh, the lasso, makes you tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Yeah, that guy's a fucking so, weirdo." So no, you're calling him a Renaissance man, not a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Tony? Huh? Did you get a haircut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks nice. Thank you. Blackberries. My, my wife did it. Oh, blackberries. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, hey, Kat hey, Martin, Kat Martin and Rachel Cade in the house. <laughs> uh, Kat, you, you missed the rap battle between uh, Jimmy and Jay. However, we got it all on camera. Jimmy won. Jimmy won. I, I, I said Rachel Cade. Rachel Cade, woo! Rachel Cade, your daughter orders... Your, do- your daughter owes you $30. Thank you. <laughs> 25 Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, we're going to take a brief break, Ooh. and then we'll be back, so get your questions, comments, whatever ready. And don't forget to uh, stop over and see uh, Mrs. Excitable James, Alexa. Uh, she, uh, she's going to be manning the merch panel. She's got T-shirts and shot glasses. For, for Dice the, on Show. For the third show, Dice on Show shot glasses. After, After these messages, we'll be right back. back. I like your haircut, Tony. For real. Hey, thank you. No, it's a good look. Hi, I'm William Shatner. Uh, I was in Star Trek. The longest-running TV show in history celebrates its 50th anniversary. Star Trek, the ultimate voyage. Rediscover Star Trek's best moments from film and TV projected onto a massive 40-foot screen. The most recognizable music in TV history will be performed by the Czech National Symphony Orchestra, making this the biggest musical tribute to Star Trek ever. Star Trek, The Ultimate Voyage, 50th Anniversary Concert Tour, one night only. Kingsbury Hall. Tickets are available online at tickets.utah.edu, by phone at 801-581-7100, or the Kingsbury Hall box office. This live concert features music from the original series, The Motion Picture, Wrath of Khan, Voyage Home, Insurrection, The Next Generation, DS9, Voyager, and more. Star Trek The Ultimate Voyage at Kingsbury Hall, Friday, April 29th at 8 p.m. Tickets online at tickets.utah.edu, on the phone, 801-581-7100, or the Kingsbury Hall box office. Not in Utah? Try StarTrekUltimateVoyage.com. Hi, this is Carrie. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident or gotten into legal troubles, you could benefit greatly by consulting with an experienced attorney. Now, rather than dealing with the issue yourself, text or call attorney Ryan J. Bichelle at 801-893-0095. Ryan's available anytime to answer just about any legal question. 
He's also a big fan of Geek Show and willing to extend a significant Geek Show fan discount if he takes your case. So contact attorney Ryan J. Bichelle via text or call him at 801-893-0095. Dr. Volt's Comic Connection, let's see what's going on in April. The return of Grizzly Shark. Ryan Otley's magnificent monster magazine is back for a limited time. And Marvel continues its rich tradition of putting great creative teams on Moon Knight. Great book with a new number one. This time it's Jeff Lemire and art by Greg Smallwood. Uh, This month, Scott Snyder ends his five-year run on Batman. Snyder ends his epic run with a contemplative look back at Batman's battles for the past five years. You loved him as a kid, now share these with your kids. Relive your childhood. It's Darkwing Duck and Strawberry Shortcake. They have new series starting this month. And, of course, Free Comic Book Day is almost here. Saturday, May 7th, Dr. Volts is hosting the best Free Comic Book Day event in Utah. Everything store-wide is 20% off. Take advantage of that. Get your picture taken with the Mandalorian works and the superhero cosplays of Heroic and, of course, Free Comics. Toys, games, cards, T-shirts, collectibles, and a lot more. It's all at Dr. Volts Comic Connection, 2043 East, 3300 South. They're open seven days a week. I'll see you next Wednesday. Broken news. Welcome to it. Uh, joining, joining me, joining me here in the basement for broken news is Shannon. Yeah, live and in person. Uh huh. But joining us in L.A. or someplace again, fancy again. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> via FaceTime is Jimmy Martin. Yeah. Who is out seeing movies before anybody? I've seen getting... so much. <laughs> I don't even care about this fucking movie. <laughs> Uh, Jimmy is down <laughs> interviewing uh, people for, uh, well, we'll just tell you because it's going to be showing up. Uh, he saw Civil War. Asshole. And uh, he interviewed a good chunk of the cast. And you're not allowed, you're not allowed to review it, <laughs> but you're allowed to react to it. And I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> this is a, I guess I can't review it, but I can just go like this. Ah! Because that's all you can do. Because <laughs> there, there's a lot of guys who are down there with you who saw it with you. That um, they're doing a little bit more than what I call reacting. I mean, I they're they're laying out a lot of shit. I'll let them. I'll let them deal with Disney. Yeah. I'll let them deal with Disney's strength. I'm not. I'm not pissing Disney off. Because you know, I I read a lot of stuff. And, yeah, and, so have I, kind of. And I would suggest to all of y'all listening, I'd stay away from the internet for a few days. Maybe even... I will say I'm not ruining anything for anybody. Yeah. You're just, you're just going to tell us how awesome it is, and, and that's it. I'll just scream. I'll just... You'll just react. That's a reacting. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but I'm not spoiling anything. All right. I'm not, not going to do that. Okay. Well then, let's uh, then let's then let's move on to something that everyone has seen, uh, the Rogue One the Rogue One trailer, yeah. Which, which God damn it, I I know I this is me off too another female lead. <laughs> yeah, did you see? There's another black character too. <laughs> I watched. People are fucking idiots. I know they're fucking idiots. I watched this thing. I think. Eight times yeah. in a row at, at work because I don't work at work, you know, and 
I, I, God damn it! It looks so fucking cool. It looks really fucking cool. You know, I, I don't know why the yeah. why the haters are hating. I don't. You know, once again, be the fucking nine year old. Be the nine year old. I showed. So there's this uh, uh, kid at the Sev yeah. who's a total Star Wars nerd. Him and his dad nerd out to Star Wars. And I was like, Rogue One trailer's out, man. And he's like, What's that? And I was like, Oh. And I took him and I showed it uh, on the uh, smart board in my room. Mm-hmm. And this kid was just like. Oh, that looks so cool! I, you know, how can you not be excited? I mean, how they're building the fucking Death Star. There's yeah. stormtroopers everywhere. There's, I, I mean, oh, geez, stormtroopers! Jesus Christ! How can you not be the nine year old in this case? There's how, next to palm trees. How can you sit yeah. and piss and palm trees? If you're pissing and moaning about this trailer at all, unfriend me immediately. I, you know, I haven't seen anybody do it, but like. You know there's people out there doing it. It's fucking stupid. Well, there are. There are. It's ridiculous. Like, I, you know what? Hmm? We have so much to complain about. I know. That's the thing. <laughs> I do. guess I've been doing it this weekend a little bit. What I've, have been you kinda, been? I've been being a dick to Arrow all weekend. Oh, poor Arrow. Are you, are you, are you picking on Arrow? <laughs> yes, I am. Did you see my, you saw no. my Facebook post I put out the other which, day? Which one? Well, yesterday, I, I, well, first I was watching cooking shows all day. Yeah. And I was like, God damn, I'm hungry. I'm like... Well, I, uh, luckily I have a bunch of Arrow on my DVR to help me lose my fucking appetite. <laughs> so I caught up on Arrow and I uh, got to you know the one with the mm-hmm. big death. Mm-hmm. And I put on a so face. You're ahead of me then. I've got. I'm all I've up. got them all stacked up. And I, <laughs> I put on yeah. face. I mean, well, I'm all caught up on Arrow now. Now they just need to kill the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Charlie, my you know Charlie, he. Yeah. he he commented, and something needs to be done to those writers too. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, it doesn't suck. I'll say that, but it's no flash. You know I, what I'm I, I will say it sucks. All right, but I'm gonna keep watching it. <laughs> All right, it's the show I love to hate. You hate fucking it every week. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, uh, Admiral Akbar has passed away. Oh, I saw that. Well, the guy, who, the guy who does the voice, he's not even in the costume. Erica Bowersfeld. So, I imagined that when they said Admiral Akbar died, that they flushed him down a giant toilet. Exactly. <laughs> deep fried him. They deep fried him. Ah, oh, delicious mon calamare. Uh, let's see uh, a couple of things, uh, and then we'll get to uh, Jimmy. Has got some movies to review and some some other stuff, and and you need to stay till the end of the episode. Uh, because uh, Jimmy is going to share with us the uh, interviews that he had with uh, oh some small names, you know Gary Oldman, oh, who? Uh, you know Kevin Costner, uh, John Favreau, you know yeah, no, no big deal, no big deal. Uh, at the end of this episode, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so stay with us for that. Uh, Doctor Strange. If you're watching Jimmy Kimmel on Tuesday night, April twelfth, you're going to see. Your first footage of Doctor Strange. I'm going to record it. So it's, record I can't it. believe that comes out in November. I know, right? It's a Marvel week. Does that blow your mind a little bit? It's Marvel week all through Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. right? Yeah, he's going to have Team Cap and then Team uh, Iron, Iron Man. Man. And then he's going to have Bender Big Coomber Smash. <laughs> butterscotch <laughs> Cum Bucket, remember? <laughs> it's Butterscotch Cum Bucket. Uh, it's also Marvel week in that... Uh, they announced we're getting a Cloak and Dagger TV series. I saw that. Remember? I've been wanting that. You 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 brought that up, and I always said, ah, really? Yeah. yeah. And they're doing it exactly as I envisioned it. They're they're doing it as kind of a, a YA kind of form, young mm-hmm. adult kind of uh, 
soap opera y kind of thing on. Oh, it's uh, so angsty. They're, they're, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's on uh, Freeform, the channel formerly known as ABC Family. What a terrible name! It is terrible. <laughs> but Freeform? That's what they call it. Freeform. It's ABC Family. Is what it used to be. Weird. So that's well, it's because they didn't have very many family shows on ABC yeah. Family, and people went, "Well, let's change the name." It says, "I know. Let's do something really, really awful and call it Freeform." Yeah, let's call it Freeform. Yeah. So you're getting it's that. Like, there used to be a bar here in town that was called Club Splatters. <laughs> That's always why. Would yeah. you do that? Why would you? <laughs> and do then that? they changed the name to Cruzers. Oh, and now that's Cruzers. Yeah, that was Club Splatters. No, it's Cruzers, man. No, it's you spelled it Cruzers. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, Come you... to Cubs Club Splatters. You'll have so much fun. You'll shit yourself. <laughs> uh, then, let's see. We found out. Uh, we got now. Now they're saying he's the main villain. I'm not buying it. I I think he's just one of the villains for Wolverine Three. Uh, Hugh Jackman says that uh, uh, Boyd Holbrook, he will be playing the chief of security for a global corporation. I don't think that's your big bad. No, that's that's not your stupid. big bad in a Wolverine three. I'm sorry. A security guard. A security guard. <laughs> that's not your. That's not your big bad in a Wolverine three. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, um, oh, and and you know how I am about these petitions. I never encourage them. Yeah. Because they, they don't do anything? Sure. Uh, there is one out there, a fan petition to get a Punisher TV series going at change.org. Now, I know that's not how the business works. No. But in this case, it couldn't hurt. Really? So so go over to change.org and, and, and sign, sign the petition. Also, other good news that we got. Um, Tim Miller, who, uh, you know, Deadpool, mm-hmm. right? Well, he was also behind another uh, little R-rated uh, comic book project that he's been trying to get off the ground for a few years. What's that? Something you may have heard of called The Goon. Oh, yeah. He's the guy who's Ooh. behind that oh, footage yeah, that yeah. we saw, that test footage. And, that awesome uh, test footage. And he has now taken that and is, you know, now that he's a name, and has been showing it around to some people around Hollywood. And in an inter- interview with him recently, he said, uh, um, I can honestly say without saying who... There's been a number of calls now for years it didn't happen saying, hey, we hear you have this goon thing. Can we see it? Uh, what can we see? And uh, he, he says people are back interested in it again now that an R-rated comic book movie can make money. Well, I'm seeing this Deadpool ripple effect all mm-hmm. over the place. Did you yeah. see what – I don't know if you might have the article there about the Garth Ennis property. Uh, oh, the boys. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I had that. I put it away. But uh, the boys has been picked up for uh, – for uh, not AMC. No, it's, it's 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 on the premium. I think it's Cinemax. Showtime. I want to say Showtime. I think it's Cinemax. Showtime or Cinemax, yeah. one of those. But they're going to be bringing that. Why would he have to? Why would he have to shop that around? Wouldn't Fox just be like, "Hey, you did us a fucking right for Deadpool. Just we'll let you do the next one." Hmm. I, I don't know. He says he's getting the calls now about this. Hmm. So there's that. And hmm. uh, the Lobo movie is back. Uh, God, uh, one, they... the Wonder Woman scripter is on top of that one, and so it's back. In they play. should make a holiday movie. <laughs> yeah, where he kills Santa. Yeah. I think he should. I think that what, would just be genius. Well, it, was the, it was the Easter Bunny hires him to kill Santa Claus. It was a great story if you haven't <laughs> seen it. Uh, so there's that. Uh, other things that are happening is uh, we're getting an Edge of Tomorrow sequel. What? Yeah, they're actually working on a sequel to Edge of Tomorrow. They've got Lyman's a, coming back, too. They've got a director and, uh, and two writers. they got uh, Joe Shrapnel and Anna Waterhouse. They're going to sit down and write it. And uh, let's see, it's um, Macquarie uh, will be involved, but he's not directing. Uh, let's see, he says that uh, it is uh, Doug Lyman 
uh, returning yeah. to direct. Yeah. So there you <laughs> go. So that's happening. I hope it has a better name. Yes. Jesus Christ. I was thinking that too. <laughs> oh, make that a better name. Uh, oh, and uh, if you're a fan of uh, Thunderbirds, there was a CGI stop motion model reboot of the show from Britain. Uh, it'll be on Amazon Prime April 15th. So you oh, can jeez. Thank that. God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what do you got for us in uh, in Hollywood? I've got a, I've got another reaction. Another reaction to Civil War? To Civil War? What's that? Yeah. My reaction to Aunt May? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's, who's playing Aunt May this time? Is somebody super hot? It's, uh, uh, it's Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. Marissa Tomei. We've seen pictures of her in the There's nude. reaction. <laughs> yes, we've seen her in her all together. And, uh, yeah. But she, no, she's a good actress, too. But, uh, you know, she's... She's, like, getting hotter the older she gets. I know, right? Oh, she was, <laughs> she was so good in The Wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Did you see, see that? Um, a couple of things that I saw uh, news-wise uh, that Marvel's going to let the solo Spider-Man movie use their characters as well. Yes. I saw that. That was kind of cool. But better news was that uh, 50 Cent is going to be in Predator. Yeah, I, I passed on that story. <laughs> I, uh, I, 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 didn't okay. bother, I didn't bother researching that. <laughs> <laughs> but one, one thing that people should go out and watch, go watch the new BFG trailer. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, Big Friendly Giant. Oh, the big fucking giant. Yeah. <laughs> Steven big Spielberg's giant. big fucking giant. Um, I, I, I hesi- Get over here, you big fucking giant. I hesitate to watch because, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll start crying at the drop of a hat at these things. Yeah. And I know that that's, the movie, that's a movie that's going for the feels. You know that. You've got to know that. You think they'll well, ever Spielberg. Ma- do you think they'll ever make a Giving Tree movie? Oh, God, no. Oh, God, I hope oh, not. Oh, God. I read, oh. <laughs> when I was in an emotionally fragile place, I read that uh, book aloud to a bunch of kids. Oh Jesus! And I just started bawling, talking about what a crappy person that boy was. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was a little shit. He, he was. was. He was an asshole. All right, what do we got? Jimmy? You know he's going for the. You know it's Spielberg. He's going for the feels uh, because Shannon's immediate reaction when we saw Spielberg at uh, E3 was, "Why'd you make me cry so much, Spielberg?" <laughs> <laughs> what do you What do you got, Jimmy? You got a review? Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. Two movies coming out. Oh, The Boss. Uh, there's The Boss. <laughs> and uh, here's the thing. I'll, I mean, I'll give you the plot real fast. It's, there's not much of one. Uh, Melissa McCarthy, is, uh, she plays one of the wealthiest women in America, gets arrested for insider trading, and decides to start a business with her ex-assistant, Kristen Bell, to make brownies and like sell them like Girl Scout cookies. Okay. And, and that's pretty much the story. Here's the conclusion I've come to. If Melissa McCarthy is doing a comedy... Uh, and it's not with Paul Feig, then fuck it. I see. Because yeah, and I'm sorry because we I, love. I like her. Husband. Well, we love Spy, right? Spy was great. That and, was Paul Feig. Yeah, and uh, what and was I love Bridesmaids. Bridesmaid, that's the one. Okay, and, and the, like heat. the Heat, and the Heat. Oh, the Heat. Yeah. Yes, that was very good. The and, Heat. And I'm not fearful of Ghostbusters. No. But anytime her husband Ben Falcone is the director, fuck it. How like, can how can I'm sorry? Like I, I swear they're they're like on an inside joke with each other, and like they have all these yes people around them, and they're like, "This is funny, right?" And they're probably like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." We gotta get no. some sort of marital uh, intervention kind of thing, <laughs> some sort of uh, you know couples counseling with the two. They say you yeah. two can't work together. All right, let's talk about this. You two you can't can work, work together in a Paul Feig movie. <laughs> but <laughs> but, I but I you're wanna, not allowed to work. I want to write and direct. Now, honey, sit down. Let Melissa do her thing, okay? 
<laughs> so not great. Um, no. Oh, it's like I'm at like one and a half. Ooh, that bad. There's like there was actually 20 minutes of, of screen time where I was like, "Wow, this is pretty funny," and then it just nosedived. Well, the uh, so the reaction seemed to be from critics the same. Uh, people are going though. It had a good weekend. Bunch of the kids. Bunch of the kids at the Sev said they wanted to see it. Really? Yeah. It's not. A, it's not a movie for the kids at well, the Sev. That doesn't matter. <laughs> no. At my Sev, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's the boss. Then what's uh, what else have you got? The other one, uh, maybe people don't know it as well, but it's called Midnight Special. Oh yes. Now I've been. With, uh, uh, I've actually been excited about this. I one. want to see it too. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's directed by Jeff Nichols, who did Take Shelter and Mud. And uh, the story is, is that Michael Shannon uh, has a child. Joel Edgerton and Michael Shannon have – what the news is saying is that they kidnapped him. This little kid who's – I don't want to ruin much. It's one of those ones that you, you, you kind of learn things along the way. So I don't want to ruin the mystery. We just know we'll he's, just he's got – He's a kid who has special, special powers. Yeah. He's got powers. Yeah. And so they need to get him to a specific location on a specific day uh, or something bad might happen. Hmm. And so the cops are chasing them. This fanatical church is chasing them. And uh, great performances from Michael Shannon. Um, Joel Edgerton, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Adam Driver's in there. Um, but this little kid is, in a, like, he is fantastic. When you can go toe-to-toe, you know, and I'm, I don't even know, I think he's, this is his name, Jaden uh, Lieberher, I think is his name. Uh, he's eight years old? No. Let's see, eight, let's see, 12, 13. He's like 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And if you can go toe-to-toe with Michael Shannon and Joel Edgerton like in a, in a cramped hotel room, uh, yeah, you've got some chops. Well, so what other movie I was he strongly recommend. What other movie was that what? kid in? What other movie was that kid in? The Little Kid? Yeah. Um, I've got I'm to be up. Oh, he was in St. Vincent. Okay. That's the there, one. That, okay. He is good. He is good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Made me well, cry yeah, like a baby. If you go toe to toe with Bill Murray, too. That's right. <laughs> Make me cry like a baby. Yeah. Right. Visit, he was in. Uh, like the Giving Tree. He was on that show, Masters of Sex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I never saw Masters of Sex. I was worried, so, I was yeah, worried no, the there kid, might the be dongs. So. All right. Carrie's <laughs> <laughs> like, Masters of Sex. There might be a dick or there two in that. There might be dong in there. I, I can't. I'm I can't not going that. anywhere near that. All right. Uh, so you like that one then? So, four stars. Four stars for Midnight Special. Awesome. Yeah, I All loved right. it. All right. Well, we're going to get back to the episode. This was uh, show number two that yeah. we recorded live at Fifty West uh, in just a moment. <laughs> you, uh, you know what I'm going to do after this? It's it's called the episode is called uh, uh, let's see a candy called Etta. <laughs> Huh? You don't no. remember. No. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna. Uh, I'm me and uh, BB8. He's sitting in my car. He's my co-pilot today. We're driving up to the mount. We're gonna watch The Force Awakens with the Mangler. So you have one of those Sphero BB8s? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hang on. Oh hey, <laughs> I have a God story. Damn, you're good at your job. I have. Sir. This is just this. I wasn't going to. I was gonna save this till later. Yeah. So <laughs> to coincide with the Force Awakens release. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sphero has released an update to its app. Yeah, that's why I'm digging him. This is very cool. Uh, once you've updated the Sphero BB-8 app, you can watch the movie. He will watch the movie along with you and react to what's happening on the screen. Uh-huh. 
Isn't that cool? <laughs> so you, but for the best experience, you'll want to place uh, the device running the Sphero app at your phone or whatever uh-huh. near your TV, so it can hear what's going on at all times. Yeah, you'll want BB-8 perched on uh, its dock in front of your set, so you can watch it reacting to what's happening on the screen. Uh, but it's <coughs> it's it's the it, once you've updated the app, you'll, it's called Watch With Me. Yeah. Inside the app, you'll see it in there. I was so excited to hear about this. And the app even includes pop-up video-like options with random facts and other information appearing on your device's screen as the movie plays out. Uh, so, <laughs> so he can he will watch it with you. I really suck at driving that thing. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have seen me trying to fly a drone. It's about the same. I get I got him stuck behind the stove. I'll tell you I what. Get him out with a broom. See, I saw Force Awakens three or four times in theaters, and I saw a lot. But once you get your own copy and yeah. you watch it on your big screen at home, there's a lot of stuff that you missed. Oh, yeah? Go back and watch it again. There's there's like little little tiny nods to the original trilogy that you missed. Uh, that you didn't see because you were big, gooning out because you were freaking out with your friends at the theater <laughs> exactly. So that's that's what I would recommend. Uh, I've heard that, like, lots of people complaining about like there's all these different versions of the Blu-ray Blu-ray around. Depending on where you buy it, you get different like content. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't I haven't like seen like that. you get certain content at Target, certain content at Walmart, certain content at Best Buy. Really? <laughs> I'm like that's kind of shitty. I was just I have I have one of those three <laughs> I have a 3D TV, and mm-hmm. so I, I couldn't find it in the 3D compatible edition. That was the only complaint yeah. I had. Of course, I haven't looked at the uh, the, the specials yet, the extras. But uh, it was it was just great to watch that yesterday with the sound cranked up and the big screen. Yeah, it's awesome. You mean your movie screen? You have yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the double income, the, no kid the, theater. The the Jackson <laughs> IMAX fucking theater adjacent <laughs> the, ba- the recording studio. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. We're gonna we're gonna cut this loose and go back to uh, our recording of our shows for Fan X uh, Fifty West. Yes, I got one something I can say. What? Uh, this week pub quiz. Yes, uh, Wednesday night, eight o'clock. Uh, Lucky thirteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are giving away. We did this last week. Five pairs of well, not five pairs. Oops. It's five tickets uh, to. Star Trek Live, Star Trek fiftieth anniversary. It's it's the ultimate voyage. It's the, they've been advertising on Geek Show mm-hmm. for a while. It's the live symphony orchestra performing Star Trek uh, music while the movies play behind the the orchestra, and they're doing it at Kingsbury Hall. And uh, while well, you, you hear the commercial, you yeah. go to geekshowpodcast.com for a link. Five passes up for grabs. Awesome. Uh, this week at uh, Lucky Thirteen. Cool. I think I'm gonna do lots of Star Trek questions. You week. should. Well, it's fiftieth anniversary. Yeah. Anything from you, Jimmy? Before we got, cut you loose, I got uh, three things real fast. Uh, uh, later today, I'm actually going to see uh, Alice through the Looking Glass. Oh yes, and uh, well, good. You I'm that glad. I, Civil... <laughs> I hope that one <laughs> if, sucks. If you thought that I saw Civil War, Civil War or early, this is 46 days early. That I just so. Really? Disney must be excited. They must be. And I well, hate well, that first movie. That fr- it made so much money for them. Yeah. They made so uh, much over money a billion. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Tons of tons of dough. And uh, we'll have an interview with uh, Helena Bottom Carter later down the road. Ah, so, she's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, 
Agent Z says hi. Oh, good. Hey, and, to uh, Agent Z. I'll be Z. meeting up with him and his beautiful bride mm-hmm. later tonight. And uh, we're actually going to go to a speakeasy. Uh, it's called Adults Only. And uh, here's the fun part. It, it's in an old shitty video store. <laughs> and you apparently go back to the, the porno section behind the beads. And a wall opens up <laughs> to a bar. And that's how you get in. Awesome. Apparently, uh, he was telling so me about he was telling me about this place. He said that it was like designed and built by old uh, Disney Imagineers. That's awesome. So uh, that should uh, be cool. And last and certainly not least, uh, I am excited to announce that Cat has been accepted to the Denver Comic Con. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to be out in Denver. Probably uh, it's June seventeenth to the nineteenth. Uh, you we'll might ha- get there. This- you might have a special guest right. with you too. <laughs> Oh, yeah? I think I'm going to go with you guys. Hmm. You're going to come? Yeah, I think I think so. Hmm. Well, we're looking. Um, I may have a, a hotel to stay in that's cheap, but if not, uh, if fans have an extra room or something like that, uh, message me on Facebook. Dude, I know like 15. Because, uh, I know we'll 15 ex uh, uh, Salt Lakers that live out there. We could probably do this. Hmm. I know a few people out there, and then a friend of mine said she might have a the Hilton might have rooms for 40 bucks a night, so we might just do that. Hmm. <laughs> I'm tempted. But we're going to be at Denver yeah. Comic Con June 17th through the 19th. So come check us out June if you're in Denver. 17th through the 19th. I think I might be able to make that work. Yeah. I mean, Geek it, Show invades Denver. It is recreational out there. And eats everything. <laughs> well, there's that. And there's also uh, a, apparently the uh, organizers kind of uh, stalked my Facebook page a little bit and found out what we do with uh, Salt Lake Comic Con. Mm-hmm. And uh, they want us to get involved. Uh, with, with Denver? So. Well, yeah. I'd do some panels and stuff. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd MC some stuff, sure. I'd do that. Yeah, so uh, I'll let you know. Yeah, let them know. We'll, we'd be happy to do that. Pay me in weed. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would never touch that stuff. Never. That's that. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, and we're going to take you back you. to uh, uh, our FanX uh, 2016 shows at uh, 50 West. Uh, it gets kind of revival meeting in here. Oh, we get all... Modeling again. It do, it do. I'm just warning you now. Please to enjoy. I've got one more reaction. Uh, uh, yes? Woo! Okay, Woo! he's he's allowed to react. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Jimmy Martin for the Geek Show Podcast, and my wife, Kat Martin, has a special offer just for you. Are you tired of dusting your Legos? Yep. Polishing your Funko Pops? Oh yeah. And just cleaning your house in general? Yep. Well, give Kat's Cleaning a call at 801-403-7342 today. With 17 years' experience, Kat, that's me, has carefully selected my employees and trained them in all of my ridiculously OCD ways. Check out Cat's Cleaning SLC on Yelp and Facebook, Cat is with a K, to read our five-star reviews and visit catscleaningslc.com for more info. We've even been featured on local news and actually cleaned for local celebrities, including the one and only Carrie Jackson. Oh, thank you. Mention Geek Show for a 10% discount. That's 801-403-7342. Or go to catscleaningslc.com. Cat with a K. Oh, yeah. At Fresh Eatery, we're on a mission. We want to change the world of food. If you can't pronounce the ingredients in your meal, you probably shouldn't eat it. At Fresh, you don't need a PhD in chemistry to know what you're eating. Tasty sandwiches and wraps, wholesome soups, salads, and daily specials to power you up and keep you going strong. And if that's not enough, we've got a full-service coffee bar and decadent treats from Cakewalk Baking Company. Students get a 10% discount with their ID. We're open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. at 145 East, 1300 South, Suite 201. You can call ahead for takeout at 801-906-8277 or get delivery nearly anywhere in the Salt Lake Valley through Too Lazy for Food.com. Fresh Eatery, saving the world, one bite at a time. 
Hi, this is Carrie. If you or a loved one has been injured in an accident or gotten into legal troubles, you could benefit greatly by consulting with an experienced attorney. Now, rather than dealing with the issue yourself, text or call attorney Ryan J. Bichelle at 801-893-0095. Ryan's available anytime to answer just about any legal question. He's also a big fan of Geek Show and willing to extend a significant Geek Show fan discount if he takes your case. So contact attorney Ryan J. Bichelle via text or call him at 801-893-0095. Cabin Fever has been providing customers with hand-picked greeting cards, gift wrap, books, gifts, ever since it opened its doors since 1982. Originally located in the 400 South Block of Portacol, Cabin Fever has also had its roots in the old Triad Center, Park City Historic Main Street, Crossroads Mall, currently located at the heart of Trolley Square, the corner of 500 South and 700 East. Cabin Fever has been helping the meek, the geek, and the freak since day one. They say everything that is old is new again, which is why Cabin Fever continues to be shopping spot for the recent reinvention of the clackers. Remember those? Red Cellophane Fortune Fish, Spirograph, and the reemergence of action figures by Funko Pop. Included in the inventory, they take special pride in their 70s customers. So stop for a trip down memory lane or make some new memories with tin totes, retro candy, and much more, including rubber duckies, serving the meek, the geek, and yes, even the freak in your life since 1982. It's Cabin Fever, located in the heart of Trolley Square at the corner of 500 South, 700 East. Cabin Fever. We are so not in the basement. <laughs> oh, and this is so third show. The best part is if you make that same noise at the Tracy Aviary, they get fucking pissed. They do. <laughs> the birds do not like that yeah, noise. They do. You're freaking out the birds, asshole! <laughs> it's it's like, mating season up in here. That's All right. Summon, that's how you summon a condor. <laughs> uh, Excitable James, do you have the uh, portable microphone? And, uh, yep. Where'd he go? Where's he galloping? Are you putting it in people's faces? And, yep. Uh, where James, is he? over EJ, here? EJ, EJ, where's EJ? There we go. Anyone? What? Over here? Oh. Okay. There's Say one. your name, please. There's it's one. dark, so what's your name? Gentlemen, my name is uh, Wade, and uh, I've been Did a long-time... Did you say Wade? Wade, yes. Okay. Long-time listener. Um, actually wrote a couple things down because I want to make sure I get through it. And cool. I'm a, I may be a little bit drunk. Good. Um, <laughs> Third show, so, third show, third yes. show, third 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 show. Question. Yes. So actually, uh, it's a little bit of a statement, and uh, Mr. B, get your fucking matches ready. Um, God damn it. Yep. Hey, guys. Um, I'm actually going to put that down. So I grew up a geek. Um, and for most of my life, I was not very comfortable in my own skin because I've always been told that you know you had to look at life from the outside looking in mm. and it's um, an ongo boingo uh, lyric yep exactly um, <laughs> one of my favorite bands too and then god played a cruel trick on me and he gave me a geek daughter <laughs> that is and, a gift that's a gift sir that is a gift absolutely um, and she went through some shit and i couldn't help her because i wasn't comfortable in my own geekdom. And uh, I couldn't tell her with a straight face to be proud, to be different, to be proud, to be weird, to be proud to live life out loud, and to like what you want to like and do what you want to do and fuck the world. Yes. yes. And, 
And oh, then we're gonna have a talk, Wade. Me right. and you are gonna have a talk. And but then, not being an asshole. Let, let him finish. I want to. I want to. And then I found you. <laughs> Shit. God um, damn this. <laughs> so he's gonna cry, and I'm gonna fucking cry. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and guys, um, it's the spirits that are moving me here. But Good. damn it, uh, Jay. Fuck, you are hilarious, and I love your humor, and I love. They, the way you look at life, and I love what you bring to this this thing that we call Geek Show. Tony, you are my moral compass. <laughs> Scary okay. as that is, but you are. Mine's broken. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, um, thank you for being honest, right? Thank you for telling it like it is, and in a in a I used to live in LA and I worked around the entertainment industry and that's a bunch of fucking liars and <laughs> egotistical maniacs. Thank you for telling it like it is. They're not just in LA. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke. Y'all don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Lee, thank you. Thank you for being Lisa's, right? Um, Lisa's. You're welcome. I don't have a lot of spirit, um, religion, I have a lot of spirituality, and I get you, man, and I appreciate what you bring, and I appreciate um, your viewpoints on life and, and giving some things in me a voice, and so I appreciate that. You're very welcome. Thank you. I don't know what to do here with Carrier B, uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Carrie first because, you know, you say all the time I'm not a parent, but I'm, I'm a best fucking parent. <laughs> Damn it, that's true, right? Because I'm trying to help my daughter get through this shit. And I'm trying to help myself get through this shit sometimes. And, man, that fireside you did this last year. Oh, no. um, I was driving on the damn freeway listening to this, and I had, to, I had to fucking pull over because I'm bawling. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't listen to the uh, fireside while you're driving. Yeah. That's ridiculous. If you're like doing any, like, dangerous activity or operating heavy machinery or, like, welding for whatever fucking reason, don't that, fucking listen to a fireside but from Carrie Jack. That's yeah. why I tell you, it's a fireside chat. You sit down, you have brown liquor in front of a fire, and you sit and you think for a minute. That's what... <laughs> I'm sorry. Disclaimer would be great. I, okay. Well, heads up. Now. He Thank says you. it every time. Uh, well, I didn't listen. So what okay. was your question? No, hold on. <laughs> Mr. B. <laughs> oh, he's uh, buried his... God damn he's it. He's buried his testimony. It's all right. All right, all right, here we go. Yeah. You went through shit, man. And uh, out of all the guys on here who, who are just awesome, somewhere along the line, you became my spirit animal. Whoa, um, whoa. I'm so sorry. No. <laughs> so I assume your favorite position is doggy style. <laughs> you you got raw and you got real and you got messy and I loved it and I appreciate it and I want to say thank you for letting us in and thank you for just being there, man. I mean, just do being willing to do that. That is so damn brave. And that's what I learned, right? I learned... Bravery, a little bit from you. Maybe a lot from you. And, well, I, uh, thank you. 
<laughs> I'll take Tony's. Yay, three for me. So. I'll take Tony's. Yeah. And, and, mm. God, you almost made me cry, you son of a bitch. Well. I love you. God there, damn, I'm, I'm gonna hug, there's I'm a gonna mis- hug the shit out of this guy. Oh, Lisa's. Oh. A hug from Lisa's. There are, uh, there are seven, seven names up on that seal. And um, there's oh, a voice yeah. that's missing right now that I learned a lot from as well. And so, thank you, Jeff. To Jeffy. To Jeffy. To Jeff. And gentlemen, please live long and prosper. Thank you. People, uh, people have asked me about Jeff's name on the, on the logo, and I said he'll never come down. He's, uh, he's going to be up there because he's OG. Well, I think the way we explained it, too, is that Jeff didn't leave on, uh, on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that fucker's staying for a while. Yeah. Others have left for their own reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Busy, scheduled, whatever you want to call exactly. it. But that, yeah. When my he's... name goes off, it's getting burned off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we could, you know, help you. And, you, and hopefully your daughter realizes that you need to be yourself and all that. We've, we've all had people in our lives who have helped us get there. Me, Dr. Hunter S. Thompson, made me realize to let my freak flag fly. And uh, we've all had it. And it, once you get that clarity, it's a wonderful thing. So Chuck you, Berry. Chuck Berry for you. Polly Shore. Wait. Wait. Like, who was the guy that hosted the... Um, Gong Show? The Chuck, Gong Show, yeah. Chuck, Chuck Barris. Chuck Barris. God damn, I love him. <laughs> he... He's the guy? Yeah. Oh, funny. Chuck Berry. I'm just trying not to cry. God damn it. Oh. Hey, Chuck, it's your cousin, Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Yep. Wait. What? Where's Wade at? Wade's right. Wait, I just want to say this. Don't feel nervous about what your daughter's thinking right now. Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, the reason why I love these guys so much is because none of them are afraid. You have to unapologetically be your fucking self 100% of the time. Well, I said it before earlier today over at the convention center. I'm a black man wearing a kilt in Salt Lake City. (laughs) I stopped giving a fuck a long time ago. As did I. Like, Like, seriously, dude, just... Life's too short and life's too long, man. Just don't... Stop giving a fuck and just let it happen. What the fuck is there to be afraid of? Yeah. Right. What's the worst people say? No. I've gotten my ass kicked. And I remember living in Los Angeles, getting my ass kicked for liking Nirvana and buying Green Day Dookie on cassette. And I was a black skater skating at Venice Beach. I moved to Orange County. People accepted me for what I was. I was a weird, awkward black dude. And that's where I met my sister, my best friend. You know, and, and now I live here. And so just fucking let life happen to you. There's, it's okay. It's, it's not, well, you're supposed to be fucking different because that's what, I don't think you'd listen to this show if we were just some boring assholes and I was a guy that held a gun sideways and had a fucking handkerchief, all right? Oh, oh. No, like. You got emotional. Uh. No, the thing is, pressure. it's like it's the god honest truth, and I tell this, I tell this to my kids, 
Like, unfortunately, like, I, I, fuck it. I'm a great fourth grade teacher. You are. I'll say it right now. You are. And I look at my kids and I'm like, be you. Be fucking you. I don't say fucking. <laughs> right? But, it, like, I have that emphasis. I was like, be you. And I, I just want to say it to everybody. Because. So many people are afraid. Yeah. Yeah. To be themselves. And I don't right. give a fuck. And when I, when I truly became me, I had the most amazing things ever in my life happen to me. Yeah. Well, I was just like, fuck it, I'm me. If you don't like it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Amen. James, where's our next uh, commentary question? Over here left. Yes, hello. Hi, guys. It's hi. Liza Brarian. What's your name? Liza. Hi. Oh, it's hi, Liza. Liza. Hi. Hi. Nelly? It's Holy dark back shit. there. I couldn't see you. Sorry, I'm hiding. Um, I want to say one thing, and then I, or two things, and then I have a question. Different is amazing. Yes. Yes. And everybody should be different, I think. But then I guess we'll all be the same. Anyway, never mind. Um, our wait staff has been amazing tonight. Ooh. So I want everybody to okay? make sure you tip your weight stuff. That's the thing I want to say. But my question is this. This was inspired by Shannon's comment about Roadhouse earlier. <laughs> <laughs> about what? Everything always goes back my, to Roadhouse. Hey, my oh, new friend I, Allison and I want to know what, uh, if you could be reincarnated <laughs> as either a fictional character or a famous person, who would you choose and why? I already have the answer. I got one. Okay, Jimmy. Bill Murray, because... Bill Murray. <laughs> the dude got a DUI in a golf cart. He did? <laughs> awesome. I would be reincar- That's a good one. I'd be reincarnated as Idris Elba's larynx. <laughs> I want to be his voice so bad. Like, I, I hope I... I, I want to kind of take up smoking just to mildly fuck up my voice just a little bit so I can get it at Idris levels. How, I, I need, I need, I need that Idris. I need that Idris, dog. I need that Idris. How much, how much of a badass would he be a James Bond? I think. Oh. Awesome. I think. Awesome James Bond. Mm-hmm. Shit. Anyone else? Uh, yeah, I would, I would come back as Chance from Hard Target because his mama took one. <laughs> Sean <Shut> God. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just did that for Shannon. <laughs> well, I got a hard target what, reference. Chance. Why do, they, why do they call you Chance? My mama took one. My mama took one, yeah. <laughs> Every time I saw that movie, I thought he'd be a good gambit. He'd be the best gambit then. <laughs> now he'd be like old, stupid gambit. I can't move. <laughs> I'm gambit's dad. I'm uh, gambit's dad. Personally, I would like to be uh, George Clooney. Because he's George Clooney. For obvious reasons. Right? You like George Clooney, sis? Shannon just be in the mirror all day going, Woo! Okay, all right. For the record, for the record, she don't, like, she like white boys, but she don't like love white boys. <laughs> and so, you, you fucks with George Clooney? All right. Yeah, right? Even Eric's like, I'd fuck George Clooney. <laughs> I'll tell you this. I did a, was it the Tomorrowland junket? I didn't get George because he was only doing like national outlets. I totally get it. But he walked through a hallway and God, the, the, his fucking scent was there for like three more minutes. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Hey, <it's> Brooke. 
Uh, I would, uh, of course, uh, my hero, Dr. Hunter S. Thompson, I would like to find out what it's like to do all those drugs and drinks and everything, and that didn't kill him. Yeah, but uh, Kerry, he worked up to that. Yeah. I mean, he would wake up in the morning and start and go all day. I'd like to know what that's like to have it not kill you, because I know this is slowly killing me right here. <laughs> hey, where's the hot mic? Somebody's got a hot mic. It must be over this way. Over there? Oh, Who's, there we go. Okay, yeah, there we go. There we yeah, go. I was wondering Mitch! about that. Mitch Workman, everybody. Mitch, Mitch Workman. Workman. What up, guys? First off, I want to say, Tony, I love having a fellow ginger on the panel. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> That's their word, okay? That's, That's right. their That's word. That's our word. You That's can't our word, Mitch. If you're going to G word, don't. <laughs> yeah, that's. Don't say the G word. Jesus. Okay, so my question is if you had the keys to Salt Lake Comic Con, who is one person you would want to invite? If we, I, so if we could invite anyone to Salt Lake uh, Comic Con, who Jesus. would we invite? Invite anybody? Yeah. Bill Murray, because. <laughs> right. That's your answer for everything. Nikolai Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You didn't give many restrictions. So, so um, I want to know some shit. Living or dead or just, just living? I'm living. Okay. Oh, well, fuck. <laughs> I was going to say Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, it, this is a, a I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go Daphne from Scooby-Doo. The cartoon or the live-action one? The cartoon one. <laughs> She's pretty sexy. Uh, I would say... If, if I could be any person right now living, I would want to be Seth MacFarlane. Oh, that would be a cool one. Because that he's, would be a good one. He's doing everything that I would love to do. Um, yeah. He's writing comedy. He's, he's doing cartoon voice work. He's got all the money. He's hanging out with Sam Jones. He's, he's you know, exactly. <laughs> you know? I, would, I would love to just sit down with him for an hour. And you know he's totally buds with uh, Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson, too. <laughs> They're like smoking dope. He's like, and Neil deGrasse Tyson's like, oh, shit, you ever thought about this? He's like, shut up. <laughs> um, I think I would, uh, I would want to invite Justin Roiland. The guy who voices Rick and Morty. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and he voices the, uh, the le lemon grab on Adventure Time. <laughs> yeah, that's who I would invite. Rick and um, Morty's so good. Okay. <laughs> it is. Actually, uh, so also uh, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Oh, that would be awesome. Be, David Cross, he's overdue. I watched the it, new one. I liked it. You said you, you didn't like it too much. I, I, I was 75-25 I was on it. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. But uh, no, they're geniuses they're as far food. as I'm concerned. They're, they're, they're you know, up there. Um, right. I'm going to say Idris Elba. <laughs> Again? Again. Like, but just his larynx. <laughs> no, no, like, no, just Idris Elba just because, fuck, it's overdue. We should have had him a long time ago. I know we can't yeah, really afford him, but... Would you, be, would you be able to moderate that panel and keep your shit together, though? Um, no, like, that would, like, if I was to moderate an Idris Elba panel... I would, I would shut the fuck up. <laughs> I would ask a few questions, and then I would just, like, try to play, like, just, that's just player to play. He's kicking down game to me. I, just, I wouldn't I, want to be anywhere near Idris Elba, because if I said anything stupid, the look you would give me would be that, like, that look your dad gives you when you say something stupid. I'd just hand him the phone book and ask him to read it. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know who'd be going to? Adam, Adam Murphy. 
Adam Armstrong. Eddie Murphy. Really? I would love to. I love Eddie Murphy. I know he's made some bad decisions in the past 20 years. Several. <laughs> but. Pluto I, Nash, Norbit. Yeah. Nor- yeah, but like, I was actually actually backstage today. We were talking, and all of a sudden, Coming to America got brought up, yeah. and like yeah. that movie. And then someone told me they're they're planning on a sequel. Are they going back to Zamunda? I mean, like, are I they really? I have no idea. I, but like, I want I want R-rated Eddie Murphy back. Yeah. Well, that, what was that movie, Tower Heist? Remember Tower Heist? It was good in that one. Tower yes, Heist was, was great. Good. It was great. To, it, for those who haven't seen that movie, go see Tower Heist. It's great to see. It, it, was, it came out of like maybe five years ago. It's great to see Eddie Murphy say, fuck again. <laughs> right, I'm going to go Charo. <laughs> <laughs> we got some. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, What's your so, name? I'm Phil. Hi, uh, Phil. First of all, I've got one quick question. Uh, since... Jay's sister is here. I think that she can settle the argument between uh, Jay and Jimmy as to whether or not fucks is a real word. <laughs> now, okay, all right, wait, wait. now you've got to use it in a sentence so, so that she yeah, knows. Yeah, you need to... All right, my, she, okay. lives, she lives in New York, so... You ever heard the... T- all right, I'll ask her. Oh, no, you're going to explain it to her? Expl- and then- no, you've got to use it... All right. You gotta use it, use it in right. the sentence real quick. Hey, all right, so my sister's a vegetarian. She's, um, we went to the chow truck afterwards, and you had those tacos. Do you fucks with those tacos? I do fucks with those tacos. All right, see, so, yeah, Jay's right. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. She fucks with those tacos. And then I've got another, uh, so just the, another question after that. Wait, here's the minute. background on this. Hang on. Uh, there's a popular theory going through our friends. It's like, uh, Jason... Uh, <laughs> Makes up fake words that us dumb white people say. (laughs) (laughs) Rachel, it's real. Rachel doesn't believe it's real. So fucks with. I'm with Rachel. So Rachel, did you fuck? (laughs) Did uh, excuse me, Lizzie? Did you fuck with those vegan tacos? Yes, I did fuck with those tacos. I fucked with the show. I fucked with everybody in here. Yeah! Oh! Oh! She shut you down. I'm going to say it's tied one and one, Jay and Jimmy, for this episode, just so you guys know. There was the rap battle, and now Jay just got his point. All right. But, uh... Hang on. Yeah? So, um... Over the, I just barely started listening to you guys earlier this year, and I had a job that I hated. I was driving all day long, by myself all day long, and... You guys got me through some really tough times just by me going back through and listening to every episode that's available on Stitcher. And I just have to say thank you for that. Oh, Um, thank you. But so my question is, when you guys have a rough time going on, what do you turn to as far as nerd nerd or geek or any type of genre? What is it that you guys turn to when you are struggling to just kind of give yourselves that pick-me-up, that media thing that give yourself a pick-me-up? Deadlifts. I I, I don't turn to media. I've never turned to media. I've had the, some of the roughest times ever, and I turned to these sons of bitches. Oh. I turned to these. I turned to my fans, and I turned to an amazing woman I know. Oh. That's. I mean, if you're talking, who you look for support? I mean, like, one of the. I mean, I don't want to bring down this. I think it was looking for genre stuff, but. Genre stuff? Oh, I was whatever you. I, well, no, I think whatever you want to. You know. It's my wife. Oh. Yeah. Me too. I mean. Oh my God! You guys, look time. at us. Like, now look how much pressure Tony. Like, yeah, I guess I gotta say my I, wife. I already said. I was gonna say Scooby Doo, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, like, uh, 
Justice League Unlimited. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's that is good. That's no, a good. That's it's a good always choice. there for me, and I know it's always there for me because Netflix will never get rid of it. And uh, um, honestly, um, Geek Show Fit. Like, I, I, uh, for, are there any Geek Show Fitters in here right now? Yeah. For those, um, for those who don't know, this is it's kind of a little motivational group that Lee has has started up and really has been behind. Thank you. It's a Facebook page. Anybody can join. And uh, it's just if you're having a tough time getting to the gym and getting out and doing the, making the right choices. It's all about positivity. Everybody's about, there to help yeah. each other out. Yeah. And anyway. it's, it's great. It's actually been my lifesaver lately yeah. in, in a lot of ways. But, yeah, it's been good. Matt uh, Volk over there. He's got the curls for the girls over there. Yeah, I worked out with Matt Volk. We had a good workout. It's gonna, I'm just saying. Ladies, 27 years old. Single. He's doing, he's doing okay for himself. All right, come, come fucks with Mac Volk. <laughs> uh, Media-wise, though? Yeah. Uh, Fuller House. <laughs> Shut, up. Shut up. Jimmy, Shut you up. keep bringing that up. That's stupid. I've, I've got... Uh, there's, there's, there's two biggies for me, in there, and, and one, is, one is track and one is, of course, cap. Uh, you, all you have to do is go to Google and Google. Google, just put in Captain America speech. Yep. Yeah. And it comes up, and it's the, uh, the, the, river, you move. the river of truth, you move speech. That one gets me every time. That's your homework. The other homework assignment that you have is next time you think that you've made all the bad choices in your life, and that's why your life is shit. I want you to watch Tapestry, Next Generation Star Trek episode. That's your, that's your homework. Next time you think you've made all the bad decisions in your life and that that's why your life is shit, watch that. Because the end scene is what does it for me every time. And it's, uh, he, Q has given him a chance to relive his life and make all the right decisions. Everything would be right. If he made all the right decisions, he thinks. And so he does. He goes back in time. He's, a, he's back at Starfleet Academy. He makes all the right decisions. And then suddenly, all right, Picard, boom, there, you did it. You made all the right decisions. Here's your life. Suddenly, he's on some outpost somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. He's he like led a janitor. The, he led the safe life, and he's a low-level lieutenant in an unexciting job. And he screams to Q at the last minute, I would rather die the man I was than to be that poor son of a bitch. So, so next time you think you made all the bad decisions, watch that episode. All right? Next question. I'm sorry, I got all maudlin. Wow. Next question. What do we got? Right here. Okay. Um, <clears throat> what's your name? Mike. What's up, Mike? Oh, you know, not much. I mean, Chilling it's... Uh, shit. <laughs> You know, this is kind of like my, uh, this feels like fast and testimony meeting, so <laughs> I just want to say. Everyone outside of Utah won't understand that joke, but we love you. Exactly. I know, I know this podcast is true. <laughs> and, exactly. and, two things, it's the one true podcast, it's the one true and podcast. thou shalt have no other podcasts before it. Exactly. <laughs> I think that should be the name of the episode. Now, um, I'm 43 years old and I'm starting school again. Wait, wait, speaking of the mic, I can't... Oh, sorry. I'm 43 years old and I'm starting school again. Good! And I'm going into law. 
And the... Yeah, the <laughs> <laughs> Speak the, up. I'm one of the biggest um, inspirations for me was Matt Murdock. Yes. And uh, Well, he's a really shitty lawyer in season he, two. Well, it's true. That's it's true. true. But uh, it's more the comic alert. book for me. But it was like, uh, I'm just wondering, is there any inspirations for you guys that maybe like made you guys go into where you were or are into further on, you know? Have somebody tell you no so many times. Oh, that, yeah. that's, that was my story. Somebody telling me no. I, I was uh, high school. Well, just before I graduated high school, uh, there was a little radio station outside of the town that I grew up in, Salem, in Spanish Fork. It had been a daytime country station forever. And I made friends with the kid of the dad who owned that. So, and I was the only one who would play with this kid because he was a Baptist in a Mormon community. We had a, a Groucho Marx thing that we that connected us. So I thought, I got it in. I'll go talk to, to Mr. Neal, and, and he'll give me a job on the radio. And he sat me down. He said, Carrie, because you're a friend of the family, i got to tell you, your voice is too high. You'll never make it in radio. Exactly. I call him once a year and leave a message on his machine. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Neal, I want to tell you about what I did this year. Mm. <laughs> but no, he told me no, and, and that really kind of pushed me to, to go forward and do it, and I, and, and, and I did. Y'all? I, I, I grew up a misfit kid. You know, I, I always lived in a town where I either wasn't the right religion or uh, I lived in L.A. where I just didn't fit in in any way, shape, or form. And I always loved the misfits on TV, movies, anything that didn't fit in, anything that... So what happens when you grow up a misfit kid with misfit heroes is you don't give a shit what society says and you do whatever the fuck you want anyway. Yep. And that's, that's just kind of how I live my life and that's how I'm going to continue to live my life and how I'm going to encourage all of you to live your lives. Just fucking do it. Yeah. yeah. Mike. There's nothing, nothing in your way but you. You so, know your ancestry? German. German. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh. yeah, he, was, he was going somewhere and then... Wow, and my wife loved you until just now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and Scottish. Oh, and Scottish, okay. Oh, oh, okay, that's good too. Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, how about you just talk to your parents, okay? Jay, just let the dream don't die. go back too far, but I mean... Jay. Uh, you look at look at Rachel. She's kind of abort, Jay. Abort. No, no, no. I got, no, I got this. I got this. Um, I just recommend you look into the type of um, your your ancestors. Look into the type of people that they were, and because regardless, we live in a fucking fantastic planet in a fantastic world today. And regardless, like our grandparents and our our mothers and fathers, like sacrifice so much shit just as we can get drunk on a fucking podcast. <laughs> and my parents have given up the entire fucking world just for me to be able to wear a fucking kilt. And, <laughs> and I, I guess what I'm trying to say to you is just know who you are, know where you come from, because you, you don't know where you're going until you know where you've been. And mm. don't be fucking afraid of that shit, man. Just embrace that shit. There you go. Yeah. Fuck life. I, uh... One more. And then I, well, we'll, hang on uh, real fast. Oh, uh, wait. I found a hero in Jeff Feist. Because... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> that was... Oh, no, let it happen. Let it happen. Think about it. It was a guy who, who for 20-plus <laughs> years, did 
reviewed movies for a living. That's fucked up. That doesn't happen a lot. And now I kind of get to do the same thing. So that was my hero. And then Jeff and I found an enemy, and I'm not naming that fuckface. No. So, but we, that, I think both sides can drive you. So find, it goes back to what, six months ago or whatever? The, the find nemesis an nemesis. Episode? Yeah. Find an nemesis. And, uh, but also find a hero. Well, oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, I'm going to hop on there, I dude. Like that. that guy was my hero, too. Um, Don't do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm holding it inside. Okay, um, Becca Salon chocolates. Uh, <laughs> the best person I've ever known. Oh, I think we can all say that. Right. And um, I owe him a ton. We all owe him a ton. Everybody sitting here yes. owes him a ton. And uh, God bless him. I'll. <laughs> I have. I'm raising glasses over here. A small fraction of what Jeff know, or knew. And uh, I'm happy with that fraction All because right. that guy was fucking Rain Man. I like that. Right there. Who's, who's next? We're going we're gonna to end things. I'm not right sure. How you to have a question. That. Jay's sister wants. <laughs> Lindsay, you have a question. James? I'm going to press the eject button on that and we're going go to go to Jay's sister. I don't have a question. I have a statement. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes. So, <clears throat> as Jason told you, this is my first Comic-Con, my first time in this environment. I just, it's a statement not just for all of you on the panel, but for everyone out here as well. I want to say that I respect the shit out of all of you for unapologetically being yourself and really just walking and being comfortable in your own skin. I think it's a really beautiful thing. And I didn't know that this is what this culture is about. I, I admittedly was a little nervous. She was. All of she, she was like, what do I wear? I was <laughs> like, what do I wear? Should I dress up? In New York, Comic-Con's like, it's like a lot. It's, I don't, I don't know. It's like, you'll be fine, do whatever. And today I told him, just like 10 minutes of being on the floor, I was like, yo, I fucking love these people. You guys really are unapologetically yourself. And you know what? 99.9% .9 of the world is afraid to be themselves. Oh. And I just want to say that I thank all of you for being his family, because that's my family, which means you're now my family, which means all of you are my family. Oh. Y'all invite, and hey, <laughs> yo. That means y'all invited to the cookout, y'all. That's right. <laughs> we got ribs and shit. This is true. I don't cook, but I make really good fucking reservations. I'm too cute to cook. <laughs> but I just want to say that I appreciate all of you for being who you are, because you probably don't even realize who you're inspiring, just from kids who walk down the street people who listen to your podcast, people who love you, family, friends, extended. So I just want to say, God bless all of you, and I respect the shit out of you, and thank you for loving my brother, and <laughs> thank you for being fucking awesome. Thank you so... I, I can't think of a better place to end this. Thank you so much. Thank all of you. We love you. And Geek Show says hey. Well, you stayed till the end of the podcast, and now you get paid for that. <laughs> you, get, you get to hear the uh, globetrotting Jimmy Martin interviewing famous people everywhere he goes. And uh, I we're do gonna, my best. You know, you do. You do a great job. And we're going to start with, uh, let's see, the movie is Criminal? Yeah, it's Lionsgate's Criminal with uh, Kevin Costner and Gary Oldman. Um, and what's weird is that the movie is about... Uh, the consciousness and memories of Ryan Reynolds being placed into the ex-con, or not, actually not ex-con, he's a, he's a convict, 
uh, Kevin Costner, who's this ruthless guy named Jericho. And uh, what's weird about it is that Ryan Reynolds was in Selfless earlier last year and had his uh, Ben Kingsley's memories placed into him. So it's all it's all intertwined, I'm guessing. It's, it's, it sounds like uh, it could be good. I mean, <laughs> I, mean <laughs> I mean, you've seen it. Is, is it good? Is it is it hard to follow? I, I'm I'm embargoed until next week. Oh, okay, all right. But well, then I, but, won't, uh, I won't ask you. I, I can't get in trouble because it's in the interview. Is that uh, Kevin Costner is absolutely ruthless in this thing? He's the bad guy. So he he plays basically like a dick, but maybe he's got a heart of gold. Okay, who knows? Okay, maybe. <laughs> all right. Who do we uh, who do we have first then? Uh, we're actually going to start with actually one of my favorite actors of all time, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Oh, and, my God. Uh, Sid Vicious from Sid and Nancy. Uh, well, Sid Vicious, uh, the, mean, the corrupt cop from Leon the Professional. Yeah. Um, Commissioner Gordon. Know, Harry Potter. Yeah. Fifth Element. I mean, the dude's a legend. Yeah. And I will say this, though, and you'll hear it in the interview, and obviously I don't say it to him, but like every time I think of uh, of Gary Oldman, I always think of the scene in Leon the Professional, and I hope I don't blow out the speakers real fast. I'll turn, I'll turn away from the mic. When he says... Bring me, bring me everyone. And he goes, what do you mean everyone? He goes, everyone! That, you know? <laughs> I like, remember that. That's, that's how I always picture, I always picture his voice. So when I first asked him this question, he goes, hello, it's very nice to meet you. And I was like, oh God, he's high-pitched and British. <laughs> All right, so here it is, uh, Jimmy Martin talking to uh, Gary Oldman. It's an absolute honor to meet you. Oh, um, yeah. So you have played some of the most iconic villains of all time, especially one of my favorite films is Leon the Professional, and then you play some amazing heroes as well. What side, does either side of the spectrum get you more excited than the other, or is it the role in particular? I think it always comes down to the writing and um, who's going to be sort of directing it, who's going to be in charge. <laughs> I mean, I still, I still look at that, you know, the... And now I guess as I do it, more, I've done it, you know, a long time now. Maybe perhaps even who's going to direct it more so mm. over the material. You say that you've been doing it for a long time. Like, is it what still gets? Is there anything that you still haven't done yet that you want to tackle, whether it's a character or a genre? Or? Uh, Western. Western. What is it about Western that gets you excited about it? I, I I happen to like uh, I like I like the I like the genre I like the history I'm fascinated by the by the the West and the sort of the bit the building of this. Mm -hmm. uh, upon receiving the, this script for this one, what got you excited about your character and the story itself? I think I like the um, I like the the sort of obstacle that this character has which is to get to his goal he has to deal with this very unpleasant individual this sort of psychopath yeah um, and then above and beyond that I met Ariel the director and I liked him very much it was a great way of getting you know working with Kevin again as I had done many years 20 years ago or whenever it was and then uh, so see Kevin Tommy Lee Gary Oldman, we're the cast of JFK. Exactly, yeah. Um, so there were a lot of, uh, and it meant that I could, it meant I could be in my hometown for a while, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's five weeks of one's life. It's yeah. with a with a with a good group of people. It's not not 
not such a hardship. No. <laughs> uh, after doing the research on you, you have inspired a lot of actors that are working today. Who inspires you and who kind of helped you hone your craft? Oh, um, well, from inspiration, you know, I was inspired by everyone from the Beatles to, uh, you know, Albert Finney, Tom Courtney, Malcolm McDowell, Alan Bates, Alec Guinness, Peter Sellers, I mean, all those sort of, yeah. those greats. Um, and I like, I like watching, I just like watching good acting. Hmm. I like watching good filmmaking and, it, and I'm, and I'm, um, I'm constantly amazed and surprised by people, yeah. you know. I gotta ask you uh, real fast, you considered a, a career in music, and I asked this to a lot of people because I think it tells a lot about them. What is your go-to karaoke song? My go-to karaoke song <laughs> is, um, uh, do you know, I don't, honestly don't have one. Oh no! <laughs> Some people don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, what, if I were doing karaoke, sure. what, I don't have one. Not a problem. Yeah. Pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Very good. Who's next? All right. Next is, uh, I've talked to him before. He's a super nice guy. Uh, Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner. And, uh, wow. He, he's good. And, and I'll say it, and I'm not going to ruin this story, but I will say that my favorite part about this interview is my favorite question to ask most people is, what is your go-to karaoke song? And, uh... He gives a great story of why he doesn't sing karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's, here we go. Jimmy. I'll just say, it, huh? I'll say it involves rooftops and Jackie Chan. All right. Good <laughs> enough. Here is Jimmy Martin with Kevin Costner. It's a pleasure to meet you again. Um, so in this film, you are ruthless is the only yeah. thing I can, word I can describe. Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> what what drives your character? What what are you channeling when you perform this role? Well, I don't know because I you know I didn't grow up an angry person, but I <laughs> but I but I've always been able to throw myself into real situations. If the dialogue is kind of set right, if the scene is set right, I can kind of I can just kind of conjure up things. I can conjure up being in prison and eight guys walk in who think they're really threatened and I just keep eating my hot dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, as opposed to coming to attention, it's like, no, I'm kind of on my own time. You want to come inside? Yeah. <laughs> and so you see that they're even thrown off a little bit. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Jericho's got so many great mannerisms and just like little twitches and whatnot. What were you kind of thinking of when you were doing those parts of the role? Well, I, whenever you do a big a leap, a leap of faith movie where you're going to like have a brain element of one person's brain transferred memory, in mm -hmm. this case, into yours. Uh, okay, that's our premise. Why? Because he has some information that is desperately needed. But for me, the things you're talking about, the little things, all come from when you've had your, your head drilled into from three different ways, and then somebody wakes you up way before you should be uh, awakened, mm -hmm. uh, and puts you, and, and then can't get the information that they really, really want from you seemingly sure. and are willing to discard you in a piece of, you see all these animal instincts take place. I mean, mm -hmm. a survival instinct. And so when that kicks in, you say, what are the little things? When your hands are tough, you use your teeth. Yeah. You use your everything. And Jericho <laughs> does. And, and in a way, I think people start to like him because he is that way. He's certainly not somebody you want your backyard party. But in that situation, you go, 
I wonder if I would be that inventive. Yeah. If you uh, if you had the opportunity uh, of anyone living or dead to have the memories passed into your brain, who would you choose? Oh, um, I don't I don't know. I can't I can't even come to that. You know, <laughs> I guess if I could reach somebody's a brain, I, I'd want it to be my wife's <laughs> to figure out what in the world. It's the biggest mystery of the world. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, when you picked up this script, what was the first thing that just got you ramped up and excited about doing it? I didn't know why they would pick me because hmm. I had just seen Draft Day. So for me to go play this guy, this guy that's very violent and very just unpredictable, Draft Day didn't speak at all to that. Yeah. Um, so. I wasn't sure, and the day, even the day I flew to London, I wasn't sure how to play it. Mm -hmm. wasn't even sure what my look was going to be, and that was all cultivated within hours. Yeah. And once I got it, I had it. Yeah. You said that they, you didn't know why they chose you, and you've had an amazing career. Is there still any kind of character or genre or anything that you haven't done yet that you still want to tackle? You know, I haven't really been in space. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I haven't. You know, and I haven't done one of those. You know, movies. I guess where you can fly. So, um, you know, you know, a comic movie. I don't know like that. I yeah. don't even know how I would be in one of those. Um, I play Jonathan Kent. You know, yeah. I don't. Sure. You know, nothing. There. Uh, I I want to go back to directing. I want to direct cool. some westerns. There's three or four other movies I'd like to direct. I think I'd like to play a lot of my career out directing. Yeah. And then uh, last thing, you're you're a big music guy, and I ask this to everybody: What is your go-to karaoke song? I, well, number one, I won't do karaoke. I, mean, <laughs> I remember being in Hong Kong, even with Jackie Chan, up in a big penthouse with a bunch of people, and this book was passing, everybody was picking a song, and it was going around, and one by one. They loved karaoke. Yeah. And I finally got to me, and, I, and they go, they were all waiting, and it would be very bad form, you know, almost loss of face at yeah. their party if I don't do it. I finally looked, and I said, I don't care if you kill yourself, I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> pleasure I love performing with my band, <laughs> but I just don't want to sing Yellow Ribbon, you know? Yeah. There you go. Cool. All right. Who do we have next? There you go. Uh, next movie uh, that I got to have... The Jungle the Book. To see ...was The Jungle... Yeah, The Jungle Book. Um, and uh, I didn't get a chance to really talk with a lot of the main voice cast, but I did get the opportunity to talk to Neil Seti, who is a child actor who beat out thousands of uh, auditions to uh, be uh, Mowgli. This is the kid who plays Mowgli. Now, we've seen him in some scenes, uh, and he looks terrific. He looks like he's he's doing a great job. He did a great job. I got to, you know, I got to tip my hat to him. He's not, I, mean, I think this is like his first feature, uh, super charismatic. Um, it's always fun talking to kid actors on Junkets because they don't, especially if it's their first ones, because they kind of don't know what they're doing. They answer really fast and like short answers. <laughs> like, so <laughs> they fly through questions really quick. <laughs> so, all right. So, so here. super nice. And he, he did a great job. And, and so here, here's Jimmy interviewing Mowgli. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. So you got put through the ringer on this thing, whether you're tumbling, falling, climbing, everything in between. Uh, how was that physically for you? And what kind of training did you do before you started filming? Yes. So, um, I, well, I did some parkour, and that was a lot of fun because I got I learned how to like jump and run safely, and um, they realized I jump and run and do all that crazy stuff already, like on my own time. So I didn't really need to do that. So we just started filming, and 
um, it looked it looked really bad, but like really like hard to like run and do that stuff. But it really wasn't. It yeah. was it was pretty easy. Because you, you didn't look pretty hard. I'm just running back and forth on a <laughs> blue platform when yeah. it looks like I'm running miles and miles on a in the jungle. <laughs> nice. You say you're running on a blue platform. Like how was it working on these kind of sets? Because obviously you're really the only live action person in it. And so you know, were there puppeteers with you? Did you get to meet any of the voice cast as you did it? Yeah, I got to meet a bunch of people. And um, there were puppeteers with puppets, and it was really easy for me to interact with. And um, uh, the voice recordings I did, and that was a lot of fun, like with Scarlett Johansson. I, I didn't voice record with her, but I uh, met her at a photo shoot, which was a lot of fun. And I met Lupita Nyong'o at um, a D23 convention. Nice. Uh, so for you, what was the most challenging scene to film? Well, when I'm in the mud, like it'd dry on my skin, mm -hmm. and then we would have to spritz it with cold water. Yeah. And then it'd get all muddy again, and then I just, I, I'm not a fan of mud at all. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, this is obviously a huge production for you. What, are there any other types of genres of films that you want to try out and get into? I want to do anything, because it's <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah. Before you had done this film, had you seen The Jungle Book before, or were you a fan of it? I watched the movie when I heard about the role. Okay, and then and you just instantly got attached to it, or yeah, nice. Uh, besides Jungle Book, what is your favorite Disney movie? Uh, I I really liked Aladdin. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. For you, do you have like a a, a memory, like a fond memory that of like your favorite day of filming on set? Um, when we're in the water tank because mm -hmm. I'm swimming and I really like swimming and it's with Baloo, and in the movie, have you watched the movie? Oh yeah. Yeah, in, in the movie, it looks like really cool and I'm in blue. <laughs> awesome. It's an absolute pleasure to meet you. Nice meeting you. Thank you. Woo! Who's next? Uh, so, and I have to say, every time I said Mowgli, I kept thinking Mogwai <laughs> from Gremlins. <laughs> <laughs> so I did everything in my power not to say Mogwai. All right. But uh, next is a guy who I am a, a super big fan of, John Favreau. Who directed the Jungle Book? Wow, and, how, um, how cool! We, uh, you know, he he when he first splashed on the scene with Swingers, you knew that this was a guy who was going to uh, to make a lot of great stuff in the future. Yeah, definitely make waves. Yeah, um, you know, and we, I we kind of have him to thank for I guess the MCU of Marvel Universe. I mean, he he rocked Iron Man. Yeah, well, I mean, he's so, he, he's certainly uh, certainly one of the architects and builders of the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, and we can also thank him for uh, helping to get Gary Shandling into the Marvel Cin Cinematic Universe, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I mean, we, and we talked about it last week, and you'll hear it now, is that uh, one, of, one of my questions was, you know, thank you for bringing Gary Shandling in, and what was he like to work with? And he gives an absolute amazing tribute oh, to wonderful. Gary Shandling. All right. Well, here we go. John Favreau. It's a pleasure to meet you again. Uh, you and I actually had a chance to speak at the 2015 uh, Critics' Choice Awards. Oh, okay. And you made me laugh because you said, coming off this set, you had just come off an hour before and popping on a tuxedo said it was uh -huh. a mind trip. Uh-huh. Can you describe the sets and why that was such a mind trip and practical versus CGI? Well, you know, everything was CGI in this yeah. one. And I've been a person who's really gravitated to practical. Mm -hmm. Even on the set of Iron Man, we had a real suit. We did it digitally sometimes. Sometimes we did it practically. We built sets, we built everything, and it, it grounded the photography. Mm -hmm. uh, in this one, we decided to say, well, we're not going to a real jungle, yeah. and we're not gonna have real animals, so <laughs> let's go the avatar route. Sure. And I worked with a lot of people who had worked on that, which is let's build the world digitally, mm -hmm. let's build the creatures digitally, and let's photograph it using motion capture and work around 
real um, subjects, but let those subjects represent something else in the digital realm. Mm -hmm. And then eventually we're going to put the real kid in it as well. Mm -hmm. So on the set, you were looking at blue screen. Sure. <laughs> and when we're filming, maybe you'd have a little patch of uh, uh, grass or, or foliage or maybe a tree branch. But it really looked like something tiny. It looked like maybe a set from a, a museum display. Yeah. But once you put it all together, of course, you get what you saw sure. in the film. Do you think we'll get like a director's cut with like the vultures? Or was it hard, <laughs> was it hard to separate what to keep and what to get rid of from yeah. the animated and the novels? Yeah, I think we had, you know, definitely there was a, a certain tonal compromises that had to be considered. Mm -hmm. Because the original Jungle Book was a G-rated musical made primarily for children. And mm -hmm. if you have photo real animals in an adventure movie, you want it to be at least PG. Yeah. And you want to have some excitement and some stakes. But yet there are images and there are songs, musical pieces from the original that I felt, if I'm doing Disney's Jungle Book, you have to preserve that. Mm -hmm. And so the balancing act became, how do you honor our memory of the original? How do you get the emotion, the humor, mm -hmm. the characters, and still leave yourself room to do something surprising and different and expand upon that? Yeah. You know, I'm a huge fan. I want to thank you for first dedicating the film to Gary Shanley and for bringing him into this film and also bringing him into the Marvel Universe. Yes. What was it like working with Gary? Look, Gary was the best, yeah. and uh, you know he, he left us too soon. He he was in addition to being in the movies that I've worked with him on, like Iron Man two and, and, and this. He was always behind the scenes. Yeah. He was showing up to, to films I was on, even when he wasn't working. And I wasn't the only one. He did this for dozens of people that I know. Yeah, he would be supportive. He would look at cuts of film, give notes. He was a, he was a mentor to so many filmmakers in town, especially the comedic yeah. filmmakers. And, and if you look on social media, you could see this tremendous outpouring of affection. Everybody misses him so much already. Yeah. And uh, I'm very proud to have had him in this, but it's very sad, of course, that, that he won't be around to help to yeah. help enjoy this part of the process, sure. which I was so looking forward to with him. I, I got to attend a party where you actually were a DJ. Uh -huh. So you're actually, I hope, a fan of music. I'd like to ask this of everybody, what is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't do karaoke. No, never. No, no. Oh, I'm not, bummer. I'm not much of a singer. Oh, <laughs> thank you though. Pleasure meeting you. Right, take care. <laughs> All right, terrific. There you have it. Thank you very much, Jimmy. All right, so, uh, next thank you. Uh, next week uh, you'll be somewhere. Who knows? I, you're just a globe trotter. <laughs> I don't know where you are anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. For off the grid. <laughs> thank you for staying till the end of Geek Show. Catch you next week. <laughs>